This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, radio friends. How in the world are you? You doing all right today? Well, I trust so. This is a special day for some folks I know. Somebody's got a birthday. Somebody has a wedding anniversary. And somebody's remembering that a loved one slipped away on this day. Life is made up of a lot of different memories, isn't it? Well, the genius, <clears throat> the genius of the Christian life is that God sanctifies all of those components so that you can look at them without wincing or without being unduly either exalted or depressed. You're in his care. You, your memories are sanctified by Jesus when you're his. Aren't you glad that's so? That's what comes to me as I look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ and in the sight of God and our Father. He says we give thanks to God <clears throat> always for you all. We tend to be selective in our feelings about people. Uh, there are some folk, when they arrive, we say, thank God you've come. And there are other folk who, when they leave, are uh, the object of a, if not verbalized, at least mental statement, thank God he's gone. <laughs> now, the see, we're dealing with the Christian faith, and the Christian faith is more than a religious point of view. It's a continuing miracle. Here's one of them. To be able to look at any person or group of people and be truly thankful. We thank God. Give thanks to God always for you all. Now, the essence of it is thanksgiving. The timing is always. The object is everybody. The reason is given then in verse 3, remembering your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope. We give thanks to God. You see, you go over to Romans 1 and the, the uh, prime reason why God is against the godless is because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were, what's the next word, you remember? Neither were thankful. Ingratitude is at the basis of the unsaved heart's quarrel against God. Ingratitude. I've had people growl and say, well, God hasn't done much for me lately. For shame. How much he's done for every one of us, actually. But we 
give thanks. So the first thing I want to stop on today is just to ask myself and to ask you, beloved, how grateful are we about anything? I tend, when I come to God, to to zero in on my needs. Don't you? I found myself doing that this morning because I pray earnestly before I approach these microphones. I have to get in touch with God or there else there, there, there isn't anything that's going to help you. I know that. But I found myself praying, Lord, help me with this and that and the other. And it certainly occurred to me, quite apart from my consideration of the text, it just, the Spirit of God whispered to my heart, you better, you better thank God for what he's done for you. And I did. I'm thankful that he gave me a praying mother who prayed for me during the months. She, with two other women, every day prayed uh, for that child that she carried under her heart, whom she was going to name Robert Andrew Cook. Thankful for a praying father, a faithful sister who took up the task of rearing a, a motherless child. She herself only a little over 11 years old when uh, our mother died. And so she took up that task of helping take care of the baby, teaching a little boy how to find words in his mother's Bible that he could identify it and at and he and she and can and do and so on. And finally I was reading out of my mother's Bible grateful for a Christian upbringing, grateful for the Moody Bible Institute, where I found two things were important above all else. One is, master what the Bible says. You'll have no difficulty, as Dr. Gray used to say, you'll have no difficulty with what it means if you master what it says. And the other thing I learned was that the prime task of the church is the evangelization of the world, and it begins with personal soul winning, the number one job of the Christian is to win other people to Jesus Christ. Those two things were, were just inserted into my life's uh, makeup in those early days. Grateful for Wheaton College and, and for seminary at Eastern Baptist and for the kindness of God in leading me from one church to another and for the thrill of many years spent in leading youth for Christ and for the constant challenge and sweet blessing of dealing with growing young people in the college over nearly a quarter of a century. Thankful, beloved, for you. God dropped you into my life so that we could share together the Word of God. I'm thankful, and I found myself thanking him today for those things and for many others. He says, we give thanks to God. How thankful are you? Now, thankfulness is not something that is spontaneous. Oh, sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Someone surprises you with a bouquet of flowers or a necktie or whatever it may be, the gift may be, and you say, oh, thank you. And you're delighted and you are grateful. But thankfulness is not always spontaneous. Gratitude and thankfulness and 
and the habit of saying thank you is something that needs to be learned and depends upon volition. I will be thankful, be thankful unto him, and bless his name, the Bible says. I will praise thee, you find the psalmist saying. It's an act of volition, as well as a reaction to circumstances. And the point I'm making then is that the circumstances are not always the kind that would elicit thankfulness. You have to make a trip to the dentist because you must have a root canal procedure done on a tooth that, that uh, has decayed sufficiently to need that. And I don't hear you saying, oh, I have to have a root canal. Goody, goody, I'm so thankful. No. And yet you stop to think about it. God has provided that technician, that medical person who is able to do that root canal and do it right so that you don't lose the tooth. And because you're a Christian, God is sending you into that man's office to be a blessing. Man or woman, we've got lady dentists too, haven't we? God is sending you into that office to be a blessing, to bring, to bring the very presence of God into that dental office. You don't know, maybe the receptionist has got a broken heart and you need to say a loving word that would ease the pain. Maybe the dentist himself needs some encouragement or needs to be brought to know the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't know. See, thankfulness doesn't depend necessarily upon circumstances. Thankfulness depends upon your relationship to God who never makes a mistake and who places you in life in line with his eternal purposes. We give thanks. Oh, make my heart thankful, I pray. Not just grabbing what God gives me and then running away, but truly thankful. Not only for the pleasant circumstances and relationships then, but thankful for all of the other things. I think so often of a businessman, <coughs> friend of mine, who lost, well, just nearly lost the whole business in the World War II days. He had a huge government contract that had come in, and he had... He had bought materials and added personnel and and bought uh, equipment. He had tooled up the plant, in other words, to take care of this multi-million dollar contract. And then it was canceled. Well, that just about ruined him. He did, as a matter of fact, go into receivership. And the business was technically managed by those who were authorities in the financial world. He prayed his way on through that experience and came out smelling like a rose. He paid off his debts, and his business today is, is doing very well. But oh, the pressure, and oh, the, the uh, tremendous disappointment in having something like that happen. Well, I spoke with him years later, he was actually having lunch at the college. He stopped by to see me and said, Hello, Bob, want to say hello? Well, I said, Come on, have lunch. So we went down into what was known as the President's Dining Room. It was a little 
Well, it was a plastered clothes closet, sort of. <laughs> a little room down in just off of the main dining room. We sat and had lunch there together, a sandwich together. And we were talking about all of this. He said, you know, Bob, he said, I wouldn't want to go through that again. And he said it with profound sincerity, <laughs> I noticed. He said, I wouldn't want to go through that again. But he said, I want to tell you something. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. He said, I literally prayed my way through that experience. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. And his face was just shining at that point with real love to God. Thankful, we give thanks. What are you thankful for today? Really? It's easy to give thanks for the things that I enjoy and for the blessings that are obviously showered upon us. He daily loadeth us with benefits, the psalmist says. Easy to give thanks for those things. Are you thankful for any of the hurts? Thankful for any of the heartaches? Thankful for any of the trials? Hard to do that, isn't it? But I want to tell you something. Every time I have looked up, sometimes through my tears even, and said, oh God, I don't like it, but thank you for whatever you have in mind for me. I know you love me. Every time I've done that, I've come out a better man. Think about it. Holy Father, make us thankful for all that thou dost mean to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.